0: As Anne pointed out, these uh, sayings from Isaiah are common to those of us who know the musical piece handles Messiah, because they're full of the hope of the coming Messiah. And I can't resist Isaiah's prophecy at this time of the year. Uh, Isaiah brought this message to Israel at a very challenging time in the history of Israel. It kind of is a reading of the circumstances that defies any mainstream reading of what was going on for Israel at the time. Because here, Isaiah pronounces the tender heart of God towards the people, that they are released from their sins, they've been forgiven, and that God is coming to restore them. Even though, as the people looked around, they must have wondered, what is Isaiah taking? You know, what kind of hallucinogen is he on? Because it might be said that this uh, prophecy comes right when the people are at their lowest point. Years of attacks and suffering, years of siege and deprivation, and then the brutal uprooting from the promised land taken into exile in Babylon, physical disruption, cultural disruption, financial disruption, and probably most significant of all for the Jews, a theological or meaningscape disruption. Now there had been a whole generation of the Jews that had grown up in exile. Their notion of the promised land existed for them only as a broken promise. So that's where they are. It's a pretty dark place in many ways, a healthy proportion of the people at that stage had no living memory of the promised land at all. They would have heard the stories, no doubt, and there would have been a shared community memory of what they had lost. But for most of the adults and all of the children, Babylon was the only home they knew. Born and raised in exile, the promised land kind of had the status of fairy tale, that thing that our great-grandparents experienced and knew about. And the thought of breaking free of the only place they knew, Babylon, and heading out across the wilderness desert, which was not an easy thing to do, to an unknown destination, this wasn't an obvious choice to make. It might be a better life than they currently had, but it might not be. How would they possibly know? How could they be sure? And there were considerable risks involved, not simply the upheaval risks or financial risks, but the risk to their very life. Crossing the desert was no easy task. Even if they managed to arrive at their destination in due course, they could easily discover that that place didn't have the capacity to sustain them. There wasn't food or water or whatever there. And so Isaiah is inviting inviting the people to hope where maybe they have not had hope or indeed not really wanted to hope. Isaiah is calling them to believe that there actually is something better. Now, I reckon you could make an argument that hope is of the essence of being human. For the person who is unable to hope is somehow less than all we are created to be. But there's a deep challenge within hope. Hope holds within it the risk of disappointment. You can't avoid that. And that might sound like no big deal, a very manageable risk. But you only need to experience a few meaningful disappointments to realise how painful and disruptive that can be and how quickly our psychology wants to come around and protect us from that pain and so reduce the risk of disappointment by not hoping so much. And I think we see that everywhere around us and quite likely in our own experience as well. But you see, hope is not an extra for God's people. It is of the very essence of walking with God, The story of God's people is a story of foretaste and promise and there is always the hope of fullness to come. That is our story. And it's a hope that always grows. It's an ever-growing hope. Even as the way we had been hoping or construed our hope gets fulfilled, there enters a larger conception of essentially the same hope, but it just kind of expands and gets bigger. It's almost as though hope is a self-expanding thing. It just keeps growing. We can only hope from what we know already, right? And as we experience the fulfillment of the shape of the hope we had previously conceived, or indeed the disappointment thereof, there opens an opportunity to take on a new understanding of the thing that we had hoped for. I think hope continues to push our hearts out further. We see further possibilities. We build on what has already happened and then we experience a gap between where we are and what we now realise might be hoped for. Any uh, veterans of the 702 evening quiz in the... Yep, yeah, good, a couple of people here. <laughs> uh, I used to love listening to that quiz years ago when I was, before we had a dishwasher, doing the dishes after dinner and you'd listen to the quiz and there are often these um, really complex questions where there'd be a few grabs of songs and you had to name the song and something about each of the songs was a shared thing and you had to work out why those three songs, etc. And often people couldn't work out the problem they just knew one piece of it. So they'd ring in and say, look, I don't know what the answer is, but I know that song is this, I know it was written then, it was about that, and did it. I'm gonna be shoulders for somebody else to stand on. It's a lovely idea. I can't answer the question, but I'm giving you some resources in case there's someone out there who doesn't know that piece, but they know everything else. Or, and then someone else might ring in and do the same. Look, that was a good piece of information. I've got a bit more I can add. I still don't know what the answer is. And sometimes three or four people would contribute, and it was like there was this growing sense of the way forward, and then eventually somebody ring in, aha, that's the answer. And I think hope works a little bit like that for us within ourselves. We hope for what we can imagine, but actually the truth is our deepest hope out there is bigger than we can yet imagine. Our capacity to imagine needs to be still further expanded and as we get little tastes, it gets expanded and we hope for more and we hope with other people and together that shared hope opens up vistas that we could never have seen on our own. And this is so powerful because we realise that hope cannot be contained, not within our own heart and not within our own church and not within the church universal or God's people down through history. It can't be contained within any one community. It is a hope that has such an expansive nature, it embraces all people, every tribe, every tongue, every nation. It does not force itself on anyone, but it is an invitation that is opened to everyone. This is the hope that we live into. Now 2020 has been a tough year. Many of us us have been bruised by the events of this past period, both related to the meta events but also our personal lives. And I want to say to you, change is coming. There is hope and this is the time to open your heart to it. This is the time to allow our hearts to receive the goodness of God, to be released from what has been. Not to forget it, but to have that transformed by healing grace. It's still part of us, but it doesn't need to be a burden or an anchor that weighs us down. But we can prepare to face that which is to come with new hope and expectation. What are you hoping for for 2021? I hope you've had a chance to write that down on your bird or some encoded way of expressing it if it's too personal. I don't want you to put your most personal details out there, but to express something of the hope that you have for the year to come. If you haven't had the opportunity to write that on one of our wooden birds, please do so and we will take it out. If you've done one and you've got another one, I think we have quite a lot of birds there so you can go again. And uh, you can decorate them with the colored textures. And uh, very shortly after we've sung our next song, we will go out and join with other members of the community who are already out there starting to drink coffee and put their thoughts and hopes for the next year up on on the wire. So, let us pray and then we will sing. Lord, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that the story you invite us to live into is one that is so full of hope, hope beyond our capacity to hope, hope that transforms our hearts, both through the fulfillments and the disappointments. We are refined by you. Love is clarified and you call us on and we become those who are of your kingdom. Keep us looking to where you're calling us, we pray, in this coming year, in Jesus' name. Amen.